Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I am your host, Matt Cooper. And you know what, lads? I've I've really missed you. It's really good to see you. Dave, how you been keeping, mate? How's your, how's your Christmas been? Yeah, busy, man. All good. Uh, nice to have a bit of uh, time off. So, yeah, I've got another week or so off work, which is always nice. But, um, yeah, enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. And obviously, right Mr. Podcast. Some, I know, right I know. <laughs> I'm back at work today, I am. But it's, uh, it's very much downtime. What did you get for Christmas? Anything exciting? Um... Not really, like just clothes and stuff. Another little piece of cast all gear, as always. Mate, but, uh, <laughs> a pair of trainers, that's about it, really, mate. Yeah. How was how was New York? Yeah, good, man. Kept myself well busy. I'm still not quite back in the UK time zone, I don't think. But uh no, I really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, do you, uh it's expensive, isn't it? It wasn't too bad, I didn't think. Yeah, but money like, yeah nah, nah. But I, I genuinely just lived off fast food. That's probably why. I think if you wanted to go there and have proper meals, then yeah, it would get it get expensive. Then, but I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, man, that's probably why you feel so shit. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I feel exactly the same. And I've drank so much over this Christmas period. Like I do dry Jan every year, anyway. I can't wait to just have a bit of a reset. Uh, George, how was your Christmas, mate? It's good to see you. Good to see you too, yeah. No, it's all good. First time in three years we haven't hosted, so it's nice just to turn up with like a crate of SIE at the in-laws and go, here you go, knock yourselves out. And uh, no cooking, no cooking, no puddings to make or anything like that. So it's uh, really nice, actually, yeah. Nice to uh, wind down for a little bit now and, uh, yeah, work or properly kickstart again in the new year. Are you, do you fancy yourself as a bit of a chef? Do you like doing the Christmas dinners and stuff? Nah, uh, like Emma's the cook. Absolutely. I, I can do, I'm very limited, you see. Anything that I can slow cook, um, good. Yeah, like, that's cheating, mate. No, like, I think, well, my speciality dish, like a bit of braising steak, some nice potatoes, veg, that, but I can't, I'm not that adventurous, honestly. Casserole. I'm not as good as you, mate. Casseroles, yeah, yeah. I do cracking cheese on toast as well, but uh, probably <laughs> about as far as about this before. You say you're not as good <laughs> as, as me, mate. I, I brought a, a Japanese knife for Christmas because... Invested in the kitchen and I took it out of the box today and managed to slice my oh, finger into. So I've had to, I've to have it all stitched up today. Um, I thought I was going to die at one point. It's when you <laughs> look at it, mate, you go all faint, yeah. I, 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 like, I didn't really know what to do because I was on my own. So I put a bobble around the bottom of my finger and then kept putting <laughs> like toilet paper around it to try and stem the bleeding. But I was putting loads around and as soon as I went like that, the toilet paper was just filling up with blood. But when I did it, it was, oh. like, it was like spurting out. Um, oh, but thankfully, my nan used to be in there, so she's come to mine and she's managed to do stitch it up a little bit. But yeah, it was uh, it's not been not been the, the best day. It's really sore, but you know what? Who cares? Because we're also back to winning ways. For how long? We don't know. Um, but we've got loads to get through. Like like we've said, we've not done a podcast in absolutely ages since the World Cup, which I did actually really enjoy. I, I didn't think I'd be too arsed about it, but probably one of the best World Cups we've ever watched, but got loads to get through. The Gillingham game, the Everton game, we're previewing the United game. And of course, we'll be taking your questions. But Dave, let's start with the Gillingham game in the Carabao Cup. I believe it was, ooh, what was it, last Tuesday now? Last Tuesday it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, the start of the Lopetegui era properly. Um, was it good to be back? Yeah, it, it was always nice to have Club football back. Some people call it proper football. Proper football. Um, I said that on football. Five Live this week and they pulled me yeah. up on it. Well, yeah. Scotland and the EFL have been back actually. For... Oh, yeah. now, someone, someone came up to me when England were knocked out of the World Cup. He wore the spoons and Wolverhampton. He was oh, proper football back next week anyway. I was like, yeah, sound. Yeah, no, it, was, yeah it was nice for, to obviously see Wolves and obviously see 
Lopetegui in the dugout properly for the first time. Um, and I thought yeah, it was a pretty dominant performance. I was hoping that we would see more goals, as I'm sure everyone else was. Um, but you know what? We're in, we're into the hat for the next, or we're into the hat for the next round, you know. Um, and I think obviously the next opponent, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is a favourable match as well. So it's, it's not it's not a bad um, not a bad re- result. I think the performance though could have obviously been a lot better for Wolves. Yeah, George, I was about to ask you if you went to the game and then I realised that we did an interview before it. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was just I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we were both talking to Johnny Phillips before the game, weren't we? So, yeah. yeah and we had a beer together. Like a... <laughs> oh, I heard it. Christ, mate. My memory's getting bad, you know. It's getting yeah, absolutely terrible. awful. Frustrating watch, though, weren't it, George? I mean, it was always going to be backs to the wall for Gillingham, but it was, it was a tough watch. Yeah, I think it's one of those, isn't it? You're on for a hiding for nothing, really. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Those sort of games. Like, they played, you know, they put everyone behind the ball played a very flat 5-4-1 and sort of just made it difficult for us to play between the lines. And it's something that we've never really had, um, is that player that can play between the lines. I think Pedence sometimes shows it. Um, and they made it hard work for us, really. Um, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No one really cares about the performances in the Cup. It's just getting your, app, your name in that for the next round. And we yeah. thankfully came through and, and, that, and that's the main thing, isn't it? And this is what, I said we like cup competitions as well. Like you could play out your skin every single game and lose in the semis, or you could be pragmatic, get to the final and win it. No one's going to say, "Oh, that year we got to the semis, we played some wonderful stuff. It was great." You're going to think, "Well, I'd rather I'd rather win the cup." So I get it, and I, I think you're right. It was it was very um, horizontal in the play, wasn't it? There wasn't any kind of um, struggle to play vertically through through the lines. I I, I think and, and he was getting a lot of stick and he's ended up blocking Dave on Twitter because he he'd uh, he, he tweeted about his, his back heels. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I think Pedence was the only one trying to and look like I'd rather him try those flicks than it just be passive side to side. But I don't know I don't know how you feel about it. That it, it is frustrating but I feel like he was trying to make things happen. But Sometimes it, it wasn't even like a, a, a malicious tweet. It wasn't as if I said he was shit. Like I just said, what was, what was the tweet? Oh, Daniel Pudence, try not to back heel it. Challenge impossible. That's what, like, in my opinion, that's not malicious or nasty. So um, I found, yeah, I found him frustrating and good as as well. I think uh, this sort of game, you'd expect players like that to really step up and you know show why they're worth this amount of money and, and show why they're Premier League players. I just thought Guedes, like we've probably seen for most of the season, hasn't looked asked. Uh, Pedence, like I said, was trying his fancy flicks probably eight or nine times out of ten that didn't come off. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. You know, when there's 10 or 11 men behind the ball, I think Gillingham got in behind once or twice, but never threatened us properly, really. Um, you know, it was a, a comprehensive performance by Wolves, but... I think sometimes you go into these games wanting three or four goals and you've just probably got to accept that, you know, a win's a win and get us into the next round. Yeah, I think with the, with the Geddes, it's we've seen it so many times where he hasn't looked arse, Jordan. One thing that I noticed, that where like where I was sat in the North Bank, I mean, it's not, it's not the loudest, it's not the loudest at the minute, but that cup game, it was like eerily silent. And you can hear people having different conversations and the general consensus was, how on earth have we paid that money for Geddes? Because he's absolutely awful. I don't, can you really put your finger on what it is, Jord? 
No, I can't. And I feel like he gets a bit of a... I mean, let's be honest, they've all been not very good. That's why we're 20... Mm. Well, we were 20th in the Premier League before uh, the Everton game. And I feel he's getting a tough rap. You know, I think he's a, I think he's a good player, but like many of our players, probably a luxury player as well. I think if we start picking up a bit of momentum and form, that's when you're going to see the best of Guedes. I think he's a confidence player. Um, and as soon as the team gets a little bit more confident and we're playing a bit more on the, the front floor, I think we'll see the best of him. Like, you don't, you don't become a bad player overnight. And... What I saw of him at Valencia as a player there. Um, attitude and application, it's hard, isn't it? He could just have one of those bit those demeanors, which is a little bit mm. casual, laid back, and you know, that's his personality. Exactly that. And then by the end of his loan spell, people were sort of clamoring to keep him, but for three quarters of the season, everyone was saying he wasn't asked himself. So it's one of those things, isn't it? I, I do feel like he's there's a good player there. I, I'm not going to write him off yet. You know, you forget about, you know, sometimes these players, when they come from other leagues, I know it's cliche, but they don't settle straight away. And we might see the best of Guedes in the second half of the season, for me, and beyond. Helder Costa was similar as well, in terms of, like, the way he, he used to play, and especially, like, the way he used to warm up. It was very much like, lackadaisical, can't be arsed. Um, which, it, it winds fans up when you're not performing. And Costa went through that patch after he came back from injury where he was awful. And I, I think fans got on his back. And I think it's similar with Trincao. I think it's similar with Gredesh. But perhaps it is their, just their demeanour. But Dave, one thing I noticed, and I wasn't expecting much from him anyway, but Diego Costa was like, he was just like a statue. And, you know, if you, if you, I don't know, he didn't have many chances, but you'd think if he's going to have a chance, uh, you know, get his first goal for Wolves, it would have come against the team bottom of the EFL. But he's he, <laughs> he, he just... I, I don't know, he's more like a pantomime villain for me. I think he was better at Everton, but he stands there, he puts his chest out, he gives verbals, but that's all it is for me. I think he's never going to be that man who's going to be on the... Or a striker that's going to be on the last man who's going to get in behind. I think he's more of that hold-up player. Uh, if you give him the ball, you know, I'll say this, give him the ball in and around the area, he should put it in the back of the net. I think, like Guedes, he's still lacking a bit of confidence, personally. I think you do see the quality when he's on the ball. It's very rare that when he is on the ball that he, in my opinion, he's shrugged off or tackled. I think he's hold up play and actually bringing other players into place is still good. But obviously, the strike, the job of the striker is to you know, score goals and in front of goal, he's not been good enough. Quickly going back to Guedes as well, like I said, I think it's confidence as well. We saw in the Southampton game, obviously, was it the Southampton game or the, uh, that he'd scored in? Um, was it the Southampton? No. Which game did he score in? Southampton, Yeah, Guedes scored though, didn't he? Uh, Brighton game, sorry. Brighton. Brighton yeah. uh, I thought he looked really good in that game. And then the following game against Arsenal, although he didn't score, he looked like a real threat. And obviously, then all of a sudden, we've had this massive break. So, hopefully, it's just about him getting more game time and getting the confidence. Because I think there is definitely a player there. But same with Costa as well. I think there's something there. He's obviously passed it. He's obviously not prime Costa that, you know, you know, we were expecting to maybe see glimpses of. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Mateus Cunha comes in and replaces him as a central forward. Do you think he will? Because that was one of the questions, but we might as well talk about it now. Do you think that he's going to be deployed as a central figure? Or do you think he's going to be played off someone like Costa. It remains to be seen what happens with Jimenez. I think he'll play central, short-term anyway. Um, I I don't know. I think with his strengths, he can play all across the three. Guedes is the same, though, to be honest. And we've only really seen him, bar against Arsenal, we've only seen him play out wide. So I think short-term, he'll probably be as a number nine. I think we've got, although they're not fantastic, I think we've got enough quality out wide at the minute. Um, 
But I, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And it, it, interesting to see if he's just thrown straight into the first team as well, because he is training in, in around Compton. I don't think he can officially train with the team until the first. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see how Lopetegui deploys him. I didn't know that. I thought you might be able to train with the team. If, if... Uh, apparently until the first, he's just doing like strength and conditioning training. And I don't know if that's because of the reg- regulations in regards to him not officially yeah. becoming a Wolves player. I, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's because technically he's still Atletico's player, isn't he? And yeah. if he got injured or snapped his ACL in training, you probably now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. They're probably wrapping up in cotton wool. You know what I mean? If it's going to happen somewhere, it'd happen at Wolves. Yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> George, Hodge got a nod. Hodge, Hodge got the nod um, from Lapatagi. He's, he's someone in, in press conferences, he's, he spoke about, I wouldn't say in like glowing terms, but he, he you know, speaks, he speaks highly of him. Uh, what, did, what did you think of his performance and why do you think that Lapatagi seems to like him so much? I think it's just that he's tidy and neat and goes about his business and you probably know what you're getting out of him. Like, and It's probably not the right word to describe a Premier League footballer, but he's a little bit limited in what he does, but what he does, he does it quite effectively and efficiently. And You need those sort of players sometimes in, in a team just to help tick over. And I think that, you know, he's not even in the same sort of stratosphere as Nunes from uh, ability-wise or anything like that. And I feel like you will see Nunes United onwards come into that midfield three, but you know, he's worked with Hodge for the last month or so, probably felt like he deserved some minutes on the pitch. And, you know, he's, I think that's why he did it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think he'll ever let you down. Uh, mm. I don't think he'll ever set the world a lot either. But, that, you know, that, that's not that's not a problem. Yeah, he, retain, he retains the ball really well, to be honest. But it's like, it's you, you'd expect that from a midfielder coming into... I know he's obviously a young lad, but coming to play for a Premier League team. But I think with, with Nunes as well, like, out of possession, he can be... Than a sometimes a bit of a passenger or makes reckless decisions in terms of positioning, like like the Everton game, the ball he played through for Adama was excellent, and and against Gillingham, he, he was really you know getting on the front foot trying to make things happen. But then in Everton, he's like trying to nick balls like the ball past players in like the, in our in our in our third, like trying to trying to defend like nearly nearly led to a goal. It's like stuff like that that is a little bit frustration and may come with. In you know, getting a bit more experience because he's, he's still only a young lad as well, isn't he? Nunes, what is he? Is he 23? 24? He is just having a he's 24, yeah. So, and it hasn't played huge amounts of football really, but you can you can tell that he's you know, there's different stratosphere, like you said, in terms of uh, ability compared to Hodge. But Nunes was a player who, who came on and looked like he had you know, could. Also, Wolves' fortunes, but I thought I thought um, Raul Wang and Aitnor did okay, Dave. Yeah, I feel um, that, and that's probably why Wang deserved to start. I think obviously he's come off the back of a, a World Cup, another player that's probably um, you know full of confidence right now after a decent World Cup display. And Aitnor as well has got a bit of a point to prove. Lots of rumours about him leaving the club. Um, I thought obviously the penalty there was about three or four challenges in and around that box that that could have been given. Um, and I think obviously when, you know, great for Raul to obviously score that, get that confidence boost. Um, and after that, Gillingham had to come out, had to play. And that's sort of where the second goal came about. But I ain't already picking up these spots. Um, I do like him obviously a little bit further forward. I think he's a player that, you know, good close control. So if the ball is, you know, flies into him, we've got full confidence that he's going to be able to bring it down and get a pass or a shot away, which we've seen obviously twice in the last week. Mm, yeah, 
with, with Aitan Nori, I don't know where these rumours are coming from. Do you think he's just getting frustrated that he's not playing because of Breno, who has, has, you know, has done well since he's coming, but he hasn't, yeah, you know, he's probably been our best player, Breno, but that's because most of them have been a four out of five out of ten. Yeah, I think the rumours, when you read some of the articles as well, they don't read properly anyway. Like, I think the Nice one that came out first was saying about how he was out of favour with Lopetegui, but we'd only had the Gillingham game. Um, and then there was another one about Juventus yesterday uh, on about yeah he scored he scored on the weekend we scored two go- game, um, goals but uh, he's still still out of favour I was there like it's just it's just yeah, a load a of rubbish so I think it's just one of those one of those rumours I don't uh, I think it will go away but yeah uh, when I would do enough to keep his place I think Aitan Ori was a little bit unlucky because he's not particularly been dreadful I don't think in the no. first part of the season um, but maybe now after these two goals in two games he might get the nod um, but but who knows? I think that possibly be a bit unfair on Bueno, but at the same time, Aitan Nori's performing and, and scoring goals. I thought Bueno was poor against Everton, though. I'd, I'd play Aitan Nori because, you know, like you said, he, he's good going forward, but we've seen him like 1v1 duels. Um, that Liverpool game last season springs to mind yeah. where he absolutely yeah. pocketed Salah for 90 minutes and then Keanu Hoover came and was it Keanu Hoover? Yeah, yeah. Hoover, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that hard work got undone. Um, but I, I would I would start ignoring. But next round of the cup, Jord, um, quarter final. Can we win it? Nottingham Forest. If we can go all the way, it's a favourable draw, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know I think they're absolutely gash. And the last night, those United. Even after watching them last night, I'm like, I just don't understand. Yeah, I, I know it's United at Old Trafford, but I said it after the, when we played them at Molyneux. They're the worst team I've seen down Molyneux since we've been back in the Premier League. Like. No application, no idea what they're trying to do, no team cohesion. And I just think going, you know, going there in the quarterfinal of the cup, it's as good as we could have got outside of Charlton, really. Um, there's still some good teams in that in that hat, but all you can do is win and then, you know, almost ta- well, you just gotta get who you get in the semi-final over the two legs and hope you, you get through. I think Newcastle over two legs is gonna be really tough. Man City likewise and potentially United, but you know, if you if you're in the semi final, you've got to expect to play some good teams. So hopefully, we get Forest out of the way first, and mm. yeah, see where we end up. Dave, what do you reckon? Do you think we can go all the way, or do you think Man City yeah. already got one hand on it? <laughs> uh, I think with City, it's going to be very very difficult. But if they if they get knocked out for whatever reason, or we avoid them in the semi final, I think uh, United are a little bit hit and miss. I watched them last night; I thought they were good. Uh, Newcastle, I think, across two legs, although they've been brilliant, I think they are beatable still. Um, so I think you, you need City to get out of the competition to have a chance of winning it, I think. But yeah, who knows? I think last four of a, of a competition w- would be great either way. Yeah. Oh, when's the furthest? Uh, what's the furthest we've been in the League Cup in recent years? Not got that far, so, have we? Since I don't we think won we've the, been in since the... we won it. I don't think we've. I don't think we've been. I don't think we've been in the quarterfinals for like twenty six years or something. I read. I could be wrong. It's a long, long time anyway. To be fair, we've we've never favoured this competition, have we? Like you look at the teams like Mm. Nuno used to put out like a second string team, and Mm. to be fair to them, they used to do quite well. Um, But it's only the last year or so where you know Bruno Lage started playing a slightly stronger team, and obviously Lopetegui Mm. went even stronger than I expected against Gillingham as well. When did we yeah. win the? It was was it nineteen eighty? Wasn't it the last time we won the? Uh, like that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the Sherpa van was at eighty eight. 
88 should have found you. Yeah. Jordan would have been 15 then. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to Wembley, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Surely <you were. laughs> He was there. He fell off of the roof at Scarborough, wherever he was. <laughs> yeah, Scarborough. That was Neil Warnock was manager then, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's an interview about, about, um, yeah. with him talking about it. But Everton versus Wolves last Saturday. Was it last? No, sorry, Monday. Oh, mate, I'm all over the place with these days. Um, Dave, coming into this game, it's Lopetegui's first game in charge, well, first Premier League game in charge. For me, it was a must not lose because I think if Everton pull away there a little bit, I know it's still early days and still quite, what, there's 66 points left to play for. It was must not lose, but it's two poor sides, wasn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, especially when we want well goal down to come back, um, at one all, the game was running down. I thought you know we'll take a point here. I think that is the main thing. Just make sure teams like Everton aren't gaining a, a bigger gap in between us and them in regards to points. So um, yeah, I thought it was such a sloppy game of football. You know, the commentators on on Prime were really praising Everton in the first five ten minutes for, for trying to keep the possession, but they barely got out the first half, and they they're so sloppy in in, in possession. I mean, Wolves weren't much better to be fair. Um, well, yeah, really poor game. And obviously, you had that that first goal from the corner, which for me, I think the marking was completely wrong. You got Hugo Bueno and João Martino on the two centre halves. That to me just doesn't make sense. And I know they've got some big midfielders, and I know Wolves aren't a big side, but for me, the two centre halves, you've probably got to have Kilman and, and, and Collins on those pair. But um, yeah, this, this disappointing goal to concede. And obviously, Bueno just you know shoved over as well, like um, like he wasn't there. Yeah, Jordan, you you spoke about it on the on your fans' react that it's a from set piece from corners, especially it's 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 a mix, isn't it, of both zonal and man marking. You have your, your bigger players in the zone are ready to attack the space, and then you man mark the bigger players to try and compress the run. But the problem is when you've got five foot seven Hugo Bueno against what six foot five Yerry Mina, it's a total mismatch. Mismatch, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I feel like it's one of those things where I actually don't mind the Same. zonal marking at all. I don't mind doing that because it, it frees up your best headers of ball to go and attack the ball and win it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that do it. Like I say, it's just that big mismatch. And to be fair, again, something that I don't think Bruno Large would have done, which Lopetegui did, he swapped it second half and we just went back to man. It's going to take a long time to swap system in terms of and to learn that zonal marking. And um yeah, we changed it, and that's the big thing that came out of Everton for me is how fluid Lopetegui was with his changes, with the system, almost reacted very quickly to things. And, you know, we had just been so used to Wolves fans under Nuno and Bruno. Plan A doesn't work. We'll swap the people within Plan A and see if that works. Whereas Lopetegui was so fluid with it, and I feel like that's the, the difference in having a, an elite manager at the club. Um, and that's yeah. what, in the end, gave, got us the three points as well. I think I think like I think we ad- adapted well, and don't get me wrong, we we completely rode our look for that game, and I think on another day, looking at the, the was it the Morpoi chance and the mm. Gordon chance, like Gordon, Gordon has to score that. He you'd be you'd be fucked off, wouldn't you, if that was like Guedes or Costa, you'd be absolutely fuming. Um, but I, you know we rode our look, but sometimes you need to. But just let's sort of have a look at the the, the first goal, Dave, for Pedence. Um Notice that Wolves weren't just, and I know fans don't like short corners, but weren't just lumping balls into the box. Do you think that maybe Lopetegui, had, you know, or his team had identified that look, Everton are a big side. We're 
we're a fairly small side. We need to be a bit cuter with our with our set players, especially crosses. Yeah, but I think in general, I think we saw in Gillingham once or twice who were like set piece routines, something a bit different. I think there was the one where was it uh, Neves hit the bar? Was it when uh, it, it got dummied back to him on the edge of the area off a set piece? Um, and we saw Manchester United, which I know we'll talk about, but Manchester United did it last night as well. So I think World we'll Cup, that. yeah, World Cup, uh, the World Cup break has probably given managers an opportunity to work on different things like this. And Wolves have got to. I think set pieces is an area that we've we've been quite poor in. Um, the goal looked like a really well worked goal. It looked like the ball, perfect ball to Matino. Unbelievable ball back in by him, to be mm. fair, and a good finish by Pedence. But I checked the replay again. It, I think the initial cross to Matino takes a deflection that puts it into his path. Um, but I mean, I can't take anything away from the assist or the finish by Pedence as well. I remember I started celebrating it and uh, Lib says, why are you celebrating? He's blocked you on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to sit down. What's his name of Arsenal <laughs> fan TV when Harry Kane scores and just sit Lee there? Judges. You know, Lee yeah, Judges. When England yeah. scores. He's done it again. That's all I know. Years ago, I had beef with Lee Griffiths and someone said, right, if we get the playoffs and Lee Griffiths scores last minute in the final, are you going to celebrate? I was like, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm a Wolves fan, not a Lee Griffiths fan, you know. So. What did what did Lee Griffiths call you on Twitter? Was it a helmet? Yeah, a helmet and a clown, yeah. 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 <laughs> fair, to be honest, fair. Yeah, yeah. Say, very good judge of character <laughs> is Lee Griffiths. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been years ago, though, man. I was League One. Hey, he still played for us, yeah, yeah League One days. Yeah, yeah. He was on I, fire, I, and then all of us, he was on private as well, and someone said, oh, my God, Lee Griffiths has just done you. I was like, what are you on about? And then he like people sent me loads of screenshots. He was just tweeting me whilst he was on private. That's funny. That is that's funny. I'm yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, I didn't get a message off you saying I'm surprised. Pedence hasn't tried to back heal that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a one, uh, it's a wonderful ball from Matinho though. But yeah. it, it, we've seen um, a couple this weekend, notably Alexander Arnold for Robertson, which is an unbelievable ball. But I don't think anyone's really speaking about the Matinho balling. But I, as soon as it as soon as it went in, I was like, he's got to be offside because he's got like the freedom of the Gladys Street there just to to roll that in. It's not, not an easy finish, but such a, a well-worked goal. But like you said, Dave, I think they'll be saying, oh, straight off the training ground, I'll be working on this. But if you reckon there's a deflection that's gone in before... Check the one, watch it back. I, like, at the time, I thought genuinely it was. There was one replay which showed when the cross come in, it just takes a, like, a deflection off the Everton player just to send it straight to Matinho. So um, mm. it might have been he might have been aiming to go there anyway. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, like Toffee TV and like Everton fan channels today, just because I, I like I like watching it when we win because I like to hear what they think when we lose. I don't care, and. Yeah. All it's been is wolves of shit. They're awful. They're going to be going down like two poor sides with a better team. And I was like, bloody hell! Like um, they were blaming more pay for that goal for not closing Matinho down. I was like, bloody hell! Give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and going gave Anthony Gordon, a, I think a one out of ten because of missing that chance. It's like it's like Lickeep, <laughs> like Lickeep player ratings. But Lapatagi Jordi, he brought on the likes of Adama Nunes and and Nate Nori. I feel that. When I struggled a little bit, um, but that didn't change the game for us. But I don't know, it gave us a bit more of a dynamic to play on the counter. Yeah, hundred percent. It gave us um, a little bit more legs in midfield, and obviously with the Dharma, you know what you're getting as well. 
Um, and what I thought was really good um, was on the prime coverage afterwards that Tang said he went purposely to a five because as he brought Nunes and Troy Ray on, he wanted to produce more space mm-hmm. for them to run into. And, you know, it worked so well for, for the goal, obviously, when we've, we've counter-attacked them. I think I've seen loads of, the, like you say, going back to what you said there, at Everton fans seeing our oh, Wolves are shit, Wolves are this, Wolves are that. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, I, I'd any Everton fan, I'd have a thousand pound on that we finish above them, even before that result. Yes, on the box now. They I are, think they're banging trouble. They're, they're awful. If they stick like, with him as well, they will be. Oh, massively, massively. And I feel like there's with Everton, there's all there's always this. You know, there are a big thing. There's you know, the big club. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's one of the hardest away grounds to go to in the Premier League. But if you get the fans to turn on them and keep it quiet, they go toxic quick. And that it's was the part easiest, of the reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's the um, and that's the reason I think for the second goal is they were screaming at Tarkovsky and all these players to get the ball forward, and then all of a sudden they're caught out of possession, and we go four on two against them. And I, I think the fans, Everton fans, are culpable for that goal. We were in the ground because they were just screaming and screeching to get mm. the ball forward, and it's just like, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's put, like you know they deserve everything they get. All right, they go down. Fucking hell. <laughs> I like them. I do. Yeah, but that was that was quite telling though, because obviously, and I think we would do it as well if we were chasing the game, because I think the game was there to be won for for both teams. But the fact that Tarkowski and I think was it um, Godfrey were just there, like doing like one twos with each other, like and like Tarkowski's going to like load the box and like there's there's nothing, but. I think that comes down, Dave, as well, is from that tactical tweet from Lopetegui. Uh, never said it as well. Like, Wolves controlled the game without even having the ball. Yeah, I think the, the tactical change was... It would have been interesting to see what he would have done. Um would have brought Raul on for... for um, yeah, Costa. yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been interesting. And I think he was very... I'm not going to say fortunate. I think the, the strength of the bench on... Uh, Monday really helped Lopetegui as well. And it's the first time he's been able, you know, imagine Raul's not really been available to have the likes of Huang and Adama, Mateus on there as well. And I think if you add, you know, Cunha to that, maybe one or two others, you have a really solid bench that, that, that genuinely are players that you think he's going to come on and change the game. And no disrespect to, to players like Chen Campbell and Connor Roan and all other good footballers, you're probably not going to feel that in a game where you, you want to try and change it to win it. Um, but yeah, that, that change was massive for us because we were able to sit fairly deep for straight Everton. And then when we got the chance, we took it. But you just watch the replay, not necessarily Adama or Mateus who, who started the move. You watch uh, Gonzalo Guedes bursting mm. into the box and obviously Aitnori Nori as well. Aitnori Nori is behind Nunes when he plays the ball to Adama. And the pace he runs at to get into that box. I'm not sure what Costa's doing, but obviously eight nori, like I said earlier, yeah. nice touch and finishes. Well. Costa was in the box and like it was a, it was the tiredest attempt I've seen at a bicycle kick. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was. It was like a little tykes kick. Um, but it, yeah, to have that and it's something that we said time after time, the players don't look fit every time we break. Look like we've blown out our asses, but we're able to break like that in a 94th minute. And and you know, those players are, are not long come on, but to still be able to break and break with purpose, I think perhaps maybe signifies that you know the fitness is something they're working on. And, and I believe that is the first Premier League goal Wolves have scored this season after 60 minutes. Um, mm. so again, I've, I've, I've the players been tired, but bringing bringing Toti on, I've <laughs> 
it's easy. And I initially thought, God, like, oh, it's it's like just sit back here and like defend for your lives. Like this, this isn't great. And I would have took a point, but he gave emphasis on um on on, on the wing backs as well, didn't it? To, to get further forward, and plus it's you know that Everton are going to throw the kitchen sink at you if they get a set piece. And we've already seen what happened in the first first game to take um to to, to bring Toti on, who's you know better in the air than is it Pedenzi replaced or was yeah, it Matinho? Like yeah, Pedenzi was injured, wasn't he? I Pedenzi. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to bring, or was that no? Pedent Gredes came on for Pedent, uh, didn't they? Or oh, I don't know. Cause, uh, oh, no, Matinho came... come off as well. Yeah. 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 Whoever he came off for is, is a bigger physical presence than whoever he came off for. So again, I, I think that helped. But Dave, do you think that this um, this win was a touch of luck, a bit of genius, or just a real pragmatic approach from a coach who? You know, it seems to know how to manage a game. Or a little all bit of everything. No, I think he was, um, you know, to have the balls to do that as early as he did to try and change the game. And, you know, the plays that he brought on made a difference. You know, you look at Nunes to Adama to Aitnori, all three of those coming off the bench. Um, and what he did to change the game worked massively. I think the look side of things, we were lucky that Everton were worse than us um, in front of goal defensively. Um, but I think this is a real option now. For If we are able to sort of just move from one system to another or play from one play style to another mid-game and, and still grind out results and get results like we have done today, uh, on Monday, sorry, that, that's massive for Wolves. And, Although it wasn't a great performance, you got to look at the positives now. We've got a massive load of pressure off us. You know, that one, that we were bottom of the table. Two, that we were searching for a win in how long. But I think now the morale is high. You saw the players at the end of the game and hopefully we could just take that on. You know, we've got tough games coming up, but hopefully we could just, you know, carry it on and, and get the, the ball rolling and try and get some more victories. Yeah, Nunes sent Aitnori absolutely flying in the interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what yeah, I mean. There's players, like, them, yeah. there's players like Nunes, like Geddes, that you think, oh, they're, they're not that bothered. But man, the celebrations at the end were great. You know, fantastic. Same yeah, with Ray as well, I think. You know, he, he comes across sometimes with that attitude that he's, he's not really that bothered. But you saw that straight away. Mm, yeah. I, it, didn't When he was when he celebrated, didn't he do something like pointing to his ears? Yeah. He thinks, therefore, he plays. Um <laughs> But and there's a new chant as well for Lapategui already, which we've we had Bruno Large's Barmy Army, but like Nuno had a dream was like unbelievable, wasn't it? Like everyone knew it, it would resonate around and reverberate around the whole ground. And now we've got this um super Lapategui chant, which I, I don't know if I'd prefer we've got um Eulen or we've got super. Um, it super got, sounds better personally, but yeah, um, we've got that chant now, and you could hear the OIN singing it, and of course, they were singing it at full time too. So, but hopefully, that kind of you know, that little things like those chants can make Molyneux a bit more of a, a, a tougher place to go to. Um, I've seen people moaning about the chant though, like, what, what do you want? You moan about the atmosphere, and then as soon as we get a half decent chant, you're like picking at little things. I just enjoy it, man. For, no, for those who aren't sure what the lyrics are, it's we've got Super Lopetegui, he knows exactly what we need. We've Kilman at the back, Diego in attack, Wolves are staying in the Premier League. Now, when I first saw it, I thought we're staying in the Premier League, but like, genuinely, look, that is the objective for this season. You can change it, you can change it. He's taking can, us you know, to the Europa League. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to win yeah. the Premier League. Nah. Yeah, well, I, 
yeah. <laughs> 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 who, who knows? Who knows? But uh, just a little nod to the to the bet mate pot. Um, so Dave actually finished a hoist out of all of us. It was a a bit of a stinker across the board, and although he didn't win anything, he still still finished just outside the paid places. But big shouts out to Cohen, who finished in t- first place, who took home £114. Then second place, Joe Chill, 96, took home 70, £67. And then Ben Wren finished third with £45. Right then, chaps, games are coming thick and fast. Moving on to the Man United game at home. Dave, you said that you watched them the other night against Forest, and you said said you said you were impressed by them. What do you expect from them? I think they are quick. They've got talented forwards. They move the ball so quickly. But um, you know, I, I don't think Forest was. You know, Forest weren't very good. Um, they had that goal chalked off right on half time, which was rightly chalked off. Some people will say it's a little bit harsh, but I think Body's leg was offside anyway. Um, but yeah, just the way they move the ball, it's so quick. And then you got players like Rashford who. This season and in the World Cup, has been fantastic. And you've got players like Anthony, you've got a real flair and talent. So they've got they've got a good squad, really good squad. And Casemiro has been unbelievable for them. So that's that's going to be where the game is. I think won and lost really. You know, centrally, if, if you allow the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Casemiro to get on the ball a little bit too much, that's that's going to cause trouble for Wolves. Um, but yeah, they did. Like I said earlier, a bit hit and miss. You know, their goal difference before yesterday, I think, was zero. Um, mm. They were they were conceding as many as they were scoring. So um, I think I think it, it, if we can continue that momentum, we can improve, tighten up pers- uh, ourselves, less sloppy on the ball. You know, never say never. I think there's a chance we can get something out of the game. George, what do you reckon? Do you think that there's still a game that we can go and win? I know it's we've all got our hopes a little higher after the Everton win, but what what were you what are you expecting coming into this game? I think it's a game we can win. I think it's like Dave's touched on there. I think the the game's gonna be won in the midfield. And I feel like if you've got Neves, Matinho and Nunes and what I thought was interesting about Lopetegui was that he actually kept Matinho sort of in the tent and got Nunes playing a little bit deeper. Um I think it is to be won in the midfield, and that's how you're going to go and do it. I think Rashford's been unbelievable this year; very much a confidence player, and um, mm. you know he can go and he can go and you know he could turn up and carry on his good form. Um, I am I am worried about their front forwards versus our our defence, hundred percent. However, I do feel like last night um, they played Luke Short centre half, Wan Bissaka's. I know he's played well, but he's out of favour with them at the moment. Malassia, I'm not convinced about. I, I do think you can, we can get them as well. So it's going to be a very interesting game, and hopefully we can uh, get on the front foot and just you know give it give it a good go. Yeah, Dave, do you make any changes if you're Lapategi and do you go with the four? Do you go with the five? I think that Lapategi said himself that just because we play four at the back or a five at the back or a three, the mentality and the way that we play doesn't change. It's just purely it, the way we we approach the game doesn't change. What do you think you should do? I think it's a difficult one because I think if we go five, um, you know, on paper, you think you're going to be more, you know, sounder defensively. Um, but you're home, your first proper Premier League, you know, home game as manager, you still want a little bit of positivity about it. I think the main thing is to have those three in the midfield still. And I think if you go with a 5 3 2, which we did against Arsenal, we didn't look too bad, to be fair. That could be an option. But I don't know. It, it's hard. I'd bring eight Nori in and I'd probably bring Mateus in if we can. Um, 
I'd, I'd go with that and possibly even Adama because I think, you know, like George said, I think Shaw will play left centre back. Molassi there as well on the on the left side. If they keep that same back four, I think Adama could have some real fun down there. I still don't think Adama looks fit, though. I still don't think he looks anywhere near as explosive as he used to. I don't know what you think, George. Yeah, a little bit. But again, like one thing I thought I picked up on Everton was he was actually trying to run in behind a lot more than what he normally mm. would do as well. And for me, he's probably the best player in the world in terms of going that way. In terms of like running to space, he could be the best player in the world if he just got on his bike every time Nunes or Neves got the ball. But mm. he just always wants to come short and come to feet. And that's where he's not that good. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. I feel like he could have a field day. He really, really could. It'll be interesting, like I say, to see what sort of lineup and team he goes for. I'm the same as you, Dave. I'll just bring Bueno and Kundal out and put Nunes, Aitnari in and maybe swap, like I say, Huang for Adama. But I think Huang did okay against Everton as well, really. I don't think he did much wrong. Yeah, I think the, the World Cup's done wonders for Huang's confidence. But, you know, I'd be, I'd be keen to put into the side, if possible. But <clears> got <throat> right? I think that game yeah. could be could be made for him. Because that midfield, I think... That game is going to be won and lost in midfield. Casemiro is an unbelievable player, but obviously we know the qualities Bruno Fernandez has got. And depends who else they play. Do they play a two or a three? Because even if like I like Fred as well, he gets a lot of stick. But I think what he does, he, he does really well. The basics. So I'd bring I'd bring him in because he's just, have we seen he's all action. Have we seen Bubakar Mateus Neves midfield three yet? I, I think we may have for like. Oh, actually, we 20, did, didn't we? Palace. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah, was that was that Palace yeah. away? It was M three. Yeah, I it? think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was good until the Bubakar came off. You know, I think that was one of his first starts. And I think I'd be really keen to see how well that midfield three does. It, like I said, if 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 Bubakar's fit, hmm. who who starts up top for you, Dave? Jimenez, Costa. A lot of rumours or half rumours circulating about Jimenez's future. Apparently, Lopetegui he doesn't have Jimenez in his plans. Or you know, again, this I is think... all rumours, but. I think it'll be Diego Costas again. Again, like you said earlier about um, Adama, I don't think Jimenez is fit either. I think he was half fit at the World Cup and he still probably hasn't got back to fitness. But the same time, you need game time to get that sharpness up. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'd pro- I think he'll go with Diego Costa again now, personally. Well, I saw, you know what, I saw against Everton as well. You could see how quickly they were to try and get in his face and try and wind him up. Mm. And it, it, was, it was a couple of times where Possibly a Diego Costa of old would have snapped, even when you know he won the ball and then got booked. He was about to boot the ball away. But he um, wouldn't have, I know, yeah. But then he, he like, I think he's like controlled his temper a little bit. But I saw that straight away from Everton, like just trying to get in his ears, you know, trying to wind. Well, him. when he when he had that kind of little scuffle with me, now when he falls on top of him, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mate, he he's got making boots in the head, then he has his fall down. He making sure he's <laughs> not like, so he's giving one the back and the neck. But and like we're all having a laugh, but. He's just a pantomime villain, isn't he? Like he's not really doing much else. He's on a focal point, then he occupies defenders in the box. But I don't know. It's just it. I don't know what the objective was, but I don't think it. I don't think it's really worked. Um, but I, when I say Adama isn't fit, I don't mean sharpness. I think he might still be carrying a, an injury, or whether it's his hamstring or his shoulder, and he's they're just managing through the game because he's, he's very rarely started for a receiver, has he? So no. I don't know if they're just getting a the quarter zone injections into him saying go and play but I don't know because he, he doesn't I think Adama of old as soon as he gets the ball out wide he wants to go and take it past someone and you know what 
he's actually taking it on the inside a lot better than he used to. So I don't know if it's just like a tactical instruction, but yeah, he just he just doesn't seem as as explosive. But he still probably burned most most fullbacks in the league. Mm. So uh, bet mate lads. So. Um, the bet mate pot is back for this game too. It was for the Everton game, and it's uh, it's been across the World Cup too. Had some real fun playing that. Uh, this pot is three pound in, and it's your chance to win a share of four hundred and fifty pounds. And also, if you sign up using our link in the description and use code TW10, if you're a new customer, you'll receive ten pound rather than five pound in free bets once you've paid uh, once you play your first paid pot. So. Dave, would you like to talk me through your team, mate, and um, tell me why you think it's going to win? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've gone, to be honest, I've gone pretty negative in my team. Um, I've gone very heavy Manchester United. I'm hoping that, obviously, I'm, I'm wrong, but gone with De Gea in goal. I think, obviously, we're still a little bit goal shy. Um, so, I think a clean sheet for them is, is pretty likely. Uh, Luke Shaw and Varane at the back. But Varane was just colossus and, and, and will continue to be colossus um, for Manchester United. And Shaw... Whether he plays centre half or whether he plays left back, I think he's a cert to start anyway. Like I said earlier, Casemiro, he's my captain, but I captained him a couple of times during the World Cup um, when Brazil were playing, and he, he he won me a little bit of money to be fair. But again, against Forest and these points, I bet mate um, in recent fixtures have been great. I've gone with Neves as my my sole Wolves player. Obviously, that can change, but I think Neves these sort of games, yeah, he, he loves a goal, doesn't he, against the, the likes of United and so on. But I think he he'll have a real impact I think with the United coming forward he'll win the ball he'll get the tackles and so on and then I'll go with Marshall and Rashford up front Rashford is my vice but like I said earlier I think he's been on fire so far this season and yeah our defence are going to have um, an interesting time trying to keep him out of the game George I think you've had a bit of a bang on the head haven't you if you uh, talk us through <laughs> your team it's no, uh, you put your cock on the line again Absolutely, yeah. But this is how you win the money on bet, mate. I've learned this. And during the World Cup, a very profitable World Cup for me on the you game did well, as well. Didn't you? A few second places. So, yeah, I mean, I'm back in Wolves. Whether I think they actually will win or not, you've got to go against the grain because if we do win, it will get a positive yeah, result. They're going to be up there. Yeah, so I've gone Jose Sar in goal, um, Hugo Bueno and Nathan Collins at the back. Um, bueno could quite easily become eight or eight when we see the team line up. Um, but we'll wait and see on that. Nathan Collins, for me, just to touch on it, I thought like he had loads of pelters in that first half against Everton, fans on social media, and he made a few mistakes and stuff, but the second half, I thought he was absolutely immense. I thought he was really, really good in that game, and I feel like um, we will be under the cosh. I think a lot of headers, interceptions, which comes into play with Betmate, and also he's good for a set piece as well, so he might, you know, nick one in at the other end as well for us, which would be good. Um, I've gone Ruben Neves as captain. I've gone Mateus Nunes as vice captain because uh, I feel there'll be a lot of the game, a lot of interceptions and, and stuff going on there. Um, I've gone with Huang, who again I thought had a decent game against Everton, but that could be any of our forward players depending on the lineup. And I've gone with Rashford as well because I think you know he's probably in the best form of his life since since this season and and at the World Cup. I thought he's been brilliant, and I thought he's brilliant against Forest as well. Yeah, I, I've. Uh... I've I've gone with a mix, but slightly in favour of United. So I've gone De Gea in goal. I've gone for eight Nuri and Shaw at the back. Neves and vice captain Casemiro. Then I've got captain Rashford and Antne up top. Now I think my reason for having Rashford as captain is pretty much what you boys have said. He's he's in a rich vein of form. He looks like he's got that spring in his step, and he looks like he's back to the player that. 
he w- he once was because I remember we were having conversations about who's better, Rashford or Mbappe. Um, that <laughs> seems to it seems to have dwindled since, and I just think that with his um, front foot approach and just how direct he is, he's going to cause our our defense a whole load of problems. But still got Neves and Casemiro in there because I think the interception there is going to be key. But Jordan, I'm really hoping you win some money on this week's mate, because if you do, it means that Wolves have won. So um yeah, so, yeah it's free. Yeah, it does hopefully mate. But like I said, three pound in for your chance to win a share of 450 pound. And if you use code TW10 if you're a new customer, you'll receive 10 pounds in free bets once you play your first paid pot. Right then, chaps, let's move on to the questions. Thanks to everyone who sent the questions in this week on Twitter and Instagram. We'll start with the first question from Liam Bagnall. He's asked, considering the amount of attacking options we have, fit and injured, do you see any of them leaving in Jan to free up some wages for other positions? Dave? Um, Jimenez, I think, is possibly the most likely at the minute. And obviously, be interested to see what, what what's happening with him. Um other than that, I think most of them will probably stay in January. Wanga can't see going. Possibly Adama, if Wolves want to try and cash in, if he's, def- if he's definitely not getting a new deal. Um, but I think a lot of them will stay put. I think as long as we can get them to accept that, you know, you're going to get a lot of game time, whether you start on the bench or start on the pitch. I think the, if Wolves can have that you know, strong bench still and Lopetegui's able to bring them off, you know, we're all going to get an, an equal amount of game time, I think. What do you reckon, George? Can you see anyone leaving? I know that um, Pedence was rumoured to be having interest from Everton, but I can't see that happening because it looks like Lopetegui really likes him. No, I think Pedence stays. I think Lopetegui, like I say, really likes him. Um, and I think he'll probably be the one that will not be interchanging that front three behind the striker moving forward. Um, yeah, I think Jimenez is, I think he's gone. I really do. I'm not, I'm not, you know, free transfer, whatever. I think he's probably the highest earner at the club, if not one of the top three earners in that club. So yeah, I think that's fair. Um, probably fair for him to go, go back to Mexico, MLS, whatever he wants to do. Um, I think with Cunha and the amount of money we spent on him, he's probably going to be third choice because Lopetegui had Costa at Spain, didn't he? And he used to play him over from Rata, so he does clearly, clearly like that profile of player anyway, as well. Mm. So yeah, I think I think Jimenez and like I say, Troyore maybe if you want to cash in on him. Um, it's interesting though, really, with Troyore because I going as a free agent potentially in the summer. There's going to be lots of teams who just think they can change him or think we I'm going to be the man that gets it right with him, and it just never seems to happen for him. I'd like him to stay. I really would, mm. but if he doesn't want to sign a new contract, then we might as well try and pick up eight to twelve, uh, eight to fifteen million quid for him now. Then let him go free in the summer. It depends what you value more, doesn't it? Is it the coin in the bank or an option to keep you up? It's you know that that eight million pound yeah, ain't going to get you very far if you if you go down. But um, I know Lapatagi said he wants to try and keep Adama at the club, but I think if you ask him, do you want, do you want Adama to sign a new contract? He's not going to say. I'm not really asked. So again, he kind of backed into a corner with that one. Um, Johnny Quinton has asked very early to say, obviously, what are the main differences you've seen in the in the teams in jo- Lopetegui's first two games, Jordan? Well, he ain't a P he ain't a PE teacher like uh, the last one, is he? So that's one. He, he, I think he won us the game on against Everton um, with his changes. Like I say, you can see there's a togetherness there with the team. I, I was, I sort of, I was a bit. 
disconnected from this team, but you can tell that Everton game especially, there's a lot of fight and grit and spirit in there, and they're all fighting and pulling in one direction. Um, I think there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, if we didn't have this World Cup break, we'd have been down, absolutely gone. Um, But you can just tell, I think he's a really good manager. He's the guy that Fosen wanted from day one, and by this Cunha signing for 52 million quid, or approximately 52 million quid, it shows they're going to back him as well, so... I'm all for it. Keep it coming. What do you reckon, Dave? What are the, um, the things that you think are different in Lopetegui's first two games? I think there's a little bit more... Um, you can just tell around the club more of a aura, confidence, I think professionalism um, that you get. Uh, even with some of the things that Lopetegui... Uh, said about the team um you know there was a there was a quote that he'd said i think it was from the times that said he couldn't believe how unfit the squad was um uh, during the pre-season or the, you know the, the sort of mid-season break um so i think we've got a manager here that knows what he's doing and, and like george said oh, i thought the exact same thing the way they're backing him and the uh, you know Foson want to make sure that walls stay uh, as a premier league t- uh, team from next season onwards mm, definitely a load of people have asked um, about players we'd want to bring in and three realistic signings, two written. So I thought I'd just whittle it down into one. And I'd like to ask you both two players you'd like to bring in. I think one for me, and we spoke about it before before the podcast, and it, and it's someone who Liam Keane has, has said is firm interest in. He's, he's Victor Jacarez at Coventry. Seen him a few times and he looks, he looks a fantastic player. And I know he's... Highly rated striker, top, I think a top scorer in the championship, and one of those. I mean, similar to Cunha, really like a complete forward, good in the air, quick, can take it past players, can score goals. So he's someone I'd like just to see because I think it won't cost the earth to go and get him in. But Dave, I'll come to you. Two players you'd like to see. I'd imagine Yakarez might be one of them. Oh, it'd be interesting to see. I feel that that is he's in like a completely different market to what we would normally go into as well. So I'd be really intrigued to see that. And I've seen a lot of Wolves fans, you know, warm to that to to him as a signing. I've, I can't say much. I've not seen a huge amount of the championship this season. Two years left um, on his deal, too. Yeah, um, but I think you're right. It wouldn't cost a ridiculous amount. I think a really um, it would be intriguing right now if we still had Bruno Lodge and we were slightly different position in the table. Uh, João Felix, obviously, <laughs> going to leave Atleti, but I think he's destined for sort of a top four, top six team in, in the Prem anyway. Um, I don't know. It's difficult difficult to say, really, um, from the players that we've... None of them I've, I've seen and, and got really sort of really excited about, but I think even someone like Isco would be really intriguing to see how he would do I wouldn't say it would be like the most excited I'd ever be about signing, but I'd be really intrigued to see how we could do in the Premier League. Yeah, there's um, there's there's like a thing going around on, on Twitter today um, that some fourth team, fourth division side in Spain have announced signing of Isco. It's it it's not true. It's uh, it's almost like Spain's April Fool Day. Um, so if they've put out like an official statement to say that they, that he's signed, which I don't know. I think it's a bit strange, if I'm totally honest. Um, but they've said they're signing on a six-year contract, so yeah, it um, doesn't look like doesn't look like that's true. But um, George, two players that you'd like to see sign, or one player, or yeah, I think um, like I say, I really like Jokic from uh, Coventry as well. I think he's a good profile. A player could come in, especially if Jimenez is on the way out as well, would be a good one for me. I think Wan Bissaka. I know we've been linked with him a little bit. 
I know he's played played last night and he might even start against us, but at Tenard loves Dallo. I think he wants Dumfries as well. So there will be I think he will be leaving in January. I think mm. we could do a lot worse to get him in on loan. It's it's that Man United curse of same with Harry Maguire, it's the shit, the this, the that. And that players leave Man United and all of a sudden get better. And it's because they haven't got Fred McTominay screaming them like they've been for the last eight years and they're playing 20 yards further back. And, you know, one massacre at Crystal Palace was being taken as the next England right back because defensively it's unbelievable. Um, and I think he could really work for us. So one massacre for sure. Um, and I think another one I like is Bono as well, the goalie from Sevilla. I suggested him as well when that article came out mm, the other day. You did. You because did. I'm not, I, I've made it quite clear, I'm not Sar's biggest fan. I don't think he's a terrible goal. I don't think he's a dreadful goalkeeper. He gives right. me kittens a lot of the time. And I feel like last season, especially the first half last season, he was phenomenal, but, you know, completely overperforming like his expected goals against and expected saves. And mm. he sort of leveled out a little bit now. And for me, with the Sarkic news as well, him losing out, we're not bringing in a goalkeeper to come and be number two. I think I think he I think Lopetegui's thinking the same thing. Really, I feel like it's com- competition for Saar. We've actually probably phasing him out a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if we went and got Bono, especially after that World Cup as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange that uh, yeah, like you said, they're going to bring in a, a, another number two because may as well just keep Sarkic there unless Sarkic just said like. I'd like I don't want, I don't want this role, but you think that might come at the end of the season? I think Sarkic is good enough to be a number one elsewhere, like Championship level. He's proven that at Birmingham, but I'm the same. George about Sar. I think last season he had an unbelievable season. This season he's been, as they all are, pretty poor. His distribution this season has been absolutely awful. Um, so perhaps he's he's thinking that like they've said they're bringing in someone for for competition for Saar but someone who can actually challenge him for that number one spot and you wouldn't be surprised if they went and got Bono from from Sevilla not you see is it Sevilla isn't it yeah yeah yeah. so I think it makes sense doesn't it there's that or but I'm guessing every uh, every club in the world is going for that Livkovic from Croatia you know the Croatian goalkeeper so just some you know someone of that profile anyway I think we could we could go after Mm. Um, Louis Patricio has asked two assists a game for Ryan Giles to add to his impressive season but he's 22 now and stay, still playing as a left wing back does he have a future at Wolves? It's hard I think unfortunately for Giles he's just coming to this and it's probably similar to like Gibbs White where he's just coming to this uh, broken in when you've got good players in the same position. And I think we've got Aitnori and Hugo Bueno. We've probably got two players that are, you know, good enough for the Premier League. Um, so I'll be really intrigued to see what happens with him. Um, if Wolves sell him, um, can they get a decent amount of money for him? But this is twice now where he's going into January, being top of the Championship assist charts. Mm. Um, so I'll be really intrigued to see to see what happens with him. But he's never really had a, a fair chance. You know, Nuno gave him one or two opportunities, but since then he's not really had much of a chance, to be honest. It's like Barry Douglas in the Championship, mate, from left wing back. He's yeah. assist. Exactly, How many? Yeah. Was he like twenty-one assists, Barry Douglas? Seems a lot. Oh, it was, just, it, it was yeah, definitely yeah, double figures. I don't think it's that. Or goals and assists. Goal, goals and assists. Yeah, uh, that sounds a bit. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, George? I think he will have a good career. Like I said with Gibbs White, I think he'll have a good career, but it's not Wolves. Um, I think that what he's doing in the championship now is really commendable. Um, he will end up going for a good fee. 
probably to a team in the lower, I know it sounds very condescending where we are at the minute, but a lower half Premier League side, if not a top championship side next year for 15 million plus. And that's okay. That, that's fine. I mean, yeah, you know, would I be against them coming back and having a, you know, having game time with us? Absolutely not. But I think Lopetegui favours a four. Giles is doing all his best work in a five. It's it just not, I just don't think he quite fits what we're looking to, what we're going to do moving forward. Uh, but that's not to say we won't have a good career elsewhere. Yeah, I think he might be one of those who, if Middlesbrough don't get promoted, uh, a, a newly promoted side will take a punt on him. Um, yeah. But uh, Barry Douglas was uh, five goals, 14 assists, so 19 goals and assists. I do think 21 assists was a, a little bit too much, especially for him to be bombed out, bombed out the team. <laughs> um Quite a lot of people have asked for updates on the likes of Wambasaka, Isco, and Felipe. I feel like the, the Wambasaka one, Dave, is if there, there is genuine interest, but I feel like his agent is probably like touting him around these clubs. Yeah, and, and he's broken into the back into the United team the last couple of games as well. So he's one of those. He, he, he hasn't been dreadful, I don't think. He wasn't um, bad against Forest. So you know, who knows? He plays well against us and, you know, might keep his place in the United setup, but um, Isco still quiet. I think obviously that'll because he's a free agent, he can sort of take his time with that. And Felipe, I think it's financial, um, is the issue with that at the minute. And I don't know whether it's transfer fee or uh, wages with him, or even what will seem to be quite stingy with his contract length, especially due to his age. So, yeah, not much new news on, on any of those three at the minute. I think the Felipe one, though, if they can get that done, that'd be a real coup because he's exactly the type of player that we need in terms of a, a experienced leader at the back. Because initially, Kilman and Collins this season looked great, but as time's gone on, they've just they just look like they can't play with each other. And centre back, sir, is, are as only as good as your, as your partner. What do you if... think of? And I don't think I don't know if you join us. Uh, Daily Blint on a free as well. Is he on he's a free? Released, he got released he's today. Been released by Ak, yeah. I think he's a bit small. You'd probably want to play him in a five, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Was he played left wing back, wouldn't he, for Holland in the, in the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, he played for, he played a lot of art. But I, I was like, I saw something about him retiring and I've searched it all today before I mentioned it. And I, it's just about his contract terminated, nothing about retirement. So, yeah. No. Yeah, I've just seen that uh, that you posted as well about Wolves are been touted as a possible destination for Hungarian winger Roland Salai as well. I don't know if you if you if you do know any anything about him, but it's another wide forward. Yeah, perhaps, he's not perhaps, particularly that, that was, rapid yeah, either. So sim- it, symbolise that maybe Cunha's going to be playing through the middle. I don't know. He's come from a Hungarian journalist, um, but yeah, again, it the, part of the tweet was that he has just moved to a new agency, so it's probably yeah. just the agent throwing his name. Saying, saying that, I'm just trying to look at a few of his um, stats from this season, and he's he's played after games almost like behind the striker, which is where he's got his, his well, the two goals he scored all season have come from there. So perhaps he could be someone who could play centrally, but again, he might just be his agent staring the pot. Um, Mr. Brit has asked, ex- excluding Cunha, how many additions before January the 1st? I think one, maybe two. I don't know about you, Dave. Before January the 1st, before January 1st one at least. Yeah. Zero, I think. Do you think zero? <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, you got to think, when is it Sunday now? I mean, things change quickly. I think even the Cunha deal like moved quite quick in the end. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised to see how honest um, Matt Hobbs was about that. And I think it'll... It'll look a bit stupid if at least one doesn't come off. 
Um, where well, did, he, where did he put quiet. those quotes? Was it an interview with someone, or was it just something? It was in the Cunha in the Cunha article Walton, about. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the deal, and then he mentioned that he goes, "We were really, must be really hard to get one or two deal. It worked, yeah, yeah, yeah." So I think centre half would be probably one of them. Um, so yeah, intriguing to see because I think if you can come into the first of Jan, you're going to stretch a quite a busy January as well, and you've got two or three new quality additions added to the team. I think you, you, you're laughing. Even Isco could be one because he's a free oh, I agent. Think he will. No, so I think will. That's what they're working on. <laughs> yeah, that can move so quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I, personally, I think it's too quiet at the minute. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, we have had some signings like the past few years that have completely come out of the blue, though. Like the Trinkai one, there was literally zero links, wasn't there? Mateus was quite um, quick in the end as well. Loads, yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, so... was it? No, I mean Mateus dragged out, but then we thought it was dead in the water. Yeah, and then they said, right, yeah, fear agreed. It was in like 24 hours, really, wasn't it? 48 yeah. hours. It that, where that story had resurfaced. Oh, they're great, isn't they? There's some, there was some Jota was one in the mm. championship. I remember they just put there was no rumors. Just put a video of this guy, and I remember it was just his eyes. It looked like Fernando Torres. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a Torres eyes. It's a little um, what they called a little freckles. Yeah, that's it. Freckles. Uh, he got around his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, SDM one two three four has asked, is Collins good enough? I'll come to you first, George, because you were. You were the one who, out of all of us, who really wanted us to sign him. And, and to be fair, so did I. What, what do you think? Have you seen enough? Yeah, he's good, he, he's good enough. Uh, he's, he's more than good enough. I feel they've both been as bad as each other at times. Mm. And like Kilman gets away, like Kilman's got away with a lot of stick this year. And I think he's been as, as bad, if not worse, than Collins, personally. If you ask me, he's the experienced centre half when it comes to being at the club and. I think he, I don't think he's been very good. Be honest with you, Kilman Collins. You look, he's very young. Man United were after him. He's got a good profile. I think again, Everton second half, fantastic. It annoys the shit out of me. Everyone's already made their mind upon him. He's crap. He does this. He's Roger Johnson. So he's not Roger <laughs> Johnson. Like he's a good player. Just you know, he has got a bit of a rick in him, but it's because he tries to play with the ball, and he'll, he'll learn that. He will learn. It'll get better. But we've got a very good centre half there. And I just hope that people are as quick to praise him as they are to fucking slag him off on social media because <laughs> no, because people are people, you know, he, he's You're very invested in this bloke, though, aren't you? <laughs> I am a little bit invested, but no, I think he's a really good player. But it just pisses me off when people are quick to slag people off and then not praise them when they do good things. So, yeah. The thing yeah. that annoyed me at the Gillingham game is he was playing some lovely like pings out wide, but then like. He'd then make a three or four yard pass to Kilman. It was like undercooked to just really sloppy. I was like, how, you like, you, how can you like play a ball out like like inch perfect and then the simple stuff? You're not doing well. But Dave, what do you reckon? Do you think he's good enough? Like he's, 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 he's twenty one years of age when he's still a young lad. I think I think he's good enough as well. I think um, he he made errors against Everton as well. I think there were just a couple of things. There was a sloppy mm. pass. There was one. One where the ball came over to him and he headed it out of play. And I think the players around him were saying, look, you've probably had time to bring that down and, and, and try and move the ball on again. Um, I think, like you said, he's so still so young. Um, it's just going to... And not much Premier League experience at the moment. I think he's a quality player. Um, but we've just got to make sure that small mistakes that he, he, he will make and Kilman will make, just make sure they don't cost us too much in the future. He gets skinned one-on-one quite a lot as well, which... I just he's just he doesn't turn very well, but I don't turn very well either. So, um, 
Final question uh, from H Davis is game of the calendar year for you. Probably from, from for me, probably United away, which is the first game of the year. Um, there's a small kind of crumb of enjoyment I've had from the last 12 months of army wars. <laughs> but um, you, Dave? There's not been many, has there, to be honest, this year. Um, I would probably say United as well. Just trying to think if there's any of us. Villa was before this mm. like last year, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I think probably, probably that game, yeah. What it was, um, Watford was earlier this year as well, wasn't it? 4 0. Yeah, maybe that one. We that was like the I know George was saying earlier, Forest were the worst team to come down to the Molly. I think that Watford side, yeah, I forgot about Watford. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah, the atmosphere, I remember, <laughs> I remember Bruno Lodge moaning about the atmosphere because it was still pretty flat. But that was just that was an that to see a score four goals in one game was fantastic. George, what about you, mate? Yeah, it's hard to go against what you guys have said. It's been fucking miserable for 12 months, hasn't it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Ever since you came on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> the curse, the curse. Um, well, I'm hoping it's going to be better in 2023, at least. Uh, the football, uh, the podcast has been brilliant, hasn't it? So we can't we can't say that anything bad about yeah, it. it, it has, the, the, con- the content's been fine. It's just what we've, <laughs> the, the stuff we've been making content about hasn't been great. Uh, That's all the questions for this week, lads. Um I've enjoyed that. It's it's nice to be back and nice to like talk a bit more positively about things. I feel like for the twa- twast <laughs> the past twelve months, <laughs> it's it's been a bit of a difficult one. It's not like, hard oh, to get motivated to keep talking about the same things. So you know, hopefully, walls are going in the right direction. It's still early days, but the the first signs are are quite positive. Um, don't forget as well the, the betmate pot, which is three pound in. For your chance to win a share of £450, if you use code TW10, if you're a new customer, you'll receive £10 in free bets once you play your first paid pot. Dave, where can people find you, should they wish to follow you? Yeah, it's uh, Dave as a party on Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. There we go. Wonderful. George, where do people find you, should they wish? Yeah, so it's George seven at Twitter and Instagram. And also on the LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, you Russell. love LinkedIn. You yeah, you love it, don't you? Very active. Absolutely. Yeah. Very Not active as active pod. as it used to be, to be fair. You've made me feel, you've, you've given me a lot of this complex about the LinkedIn activity. So now just sort of, just hide, <laughs> refrain and stay, stand in the shadows a little bit now. <laughs> we pick I've up on someone, everything, no, don't we? <laughs> I've had someone connect <laughs> do, with yeah. me and then try and add me on Facebook as well. No mutual friends, nothing. So, mm. Weird. I'll probably fancy you. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Uh, I am M Cooper Wrights on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are, of course, talking walls across all social media platforms, including LinkedIn. Uh, this is probably the, well, it's going to be the last podcast we do before the end of the year, too. I know Dave will be back with the previews and we'll be on the fans react and the, and the reviews, of course. But just like to say, I uh, wish you all a happy new year and thank you for the continued support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So, Thanks for supporting. I hope you have a fantastic new year and hopefully we can uh, make it a better year for Wolves next year. If you've liked the video, let us know. If you're new here, subscribe. And until next time, take care and happy new year.